I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Listening to the stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Uh, say hello, Andre. Hello. My brother Chris is not here today because he's working. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> he has not passed, <laughs> but he's passing on today's show. Um, so we have uh, we have Adriana Adarme. Say hello. Hi. She she's been on the show before a couple months ago. One of our first guests, bef- that is B- BC, before Chang. Before Chang. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after, no, yeah. We are after. AC. Yeah, yeah. After Chang. After Chang. Um, and today is also Pi Day. <clears throat> Pi Day. Uh-huh. Which I feel like is more. March 14th. March 14th. 3-4. Right, but I had 314. 314. But I had to have this explained yeah. to me by you, because I thought. Because it seems like it's a big deal. Like I got a bunch of notices and emails offering me 3.14% off of blah, blah, blah. I was like, doesn't 314 what? happen every year? And you're, you have the explanation. Which is it's 314, fi- 2015. The 1-5 being the next two numerals of pi. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then at some point, right? And then at a certain point, the next three numbers will occur in the time. Like whatever. Like the today. Ne- so like three fourteen, two thousand fifteen, at nine thirty six or whatever the next three numbers are. So like there's a there's a certain it's moment. It's the most pie you can get ever. So it's a really big deal today. For some people, mm-hmm. yeah. For people on Reddit, it's a very big deal. Big deal on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> for 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 people who still care about the number pie. Which I never really cared about. I mean, I didn't care about either. It, it peaked for me in in high school when you would learn about this number that you never end up using as an adult unless you are a. And that peak lasted nine minutes in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there was also that movie. Yeah, and there was a movie there. Yeah, but it has really nothing to do with the actual food pie. No, but yeah. people are sort of adopting that as such. Even though I'm sure there's a National Pie Month and a National Pie Day. There has to be. For National sure. Pie Day is like in January or something. I don't know how I know that, this. See, that's why we have yeah. you here. I mean, I know how you know this. I think it's like January 24th or something. I, I, it's definitely like late January. It's like I always think January those... 24th or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I always think those days are really weird. Like Random I, days? Yeah, like I just Black wanna... History Month? Right, exactly. No, or it's, like, it's or like Women's Independent <laughs> Independence Day or whatever the hell that was last week where we had 23 hours instead of 24 National Pie Day is January twenty third. I was one day off. Like no, but very impressive. It. Very good. Yeah. But that's for two thousand sixteen. Maybe it changes. Maybe it's the last Saturday of January. Oh, that would make sense. That would it would be a Saturday because people have the whole day to bake. That's a pie ass day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All day to bake. So yeah, people are are turning this into the food pie day for whatever reason. I guess you you know you need a. It's just a consumer based holiday. Never not baking. I think people just like pie. Yeah, pie's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like most people like pie more than cake. Yeah. They, they should. What do you guys think? I mean, definitely they should if they don't want to be an idiot. <laughs> but. I, I feel like I like both, but yeah, I definitely like... I like making pie more than cake. Yes. I, cake, making cake is sort of stressful. I mean, I know a lot mm. of people think that p- making pie is stressful, but maybe it's because I've done more pie than cake. But a it really shouldn't be stressful, but it, there's a lot that can go wrong when you're making a pie or, or a cake. Yeah. And also I cake so. is one thing where you make it often from a box and it's easy it's to do. Yeah. Like most people. Yes. Like right. Most people aren't making cake from scratch unless it's like a carrot and cake. And there are something. some good box cakes. Yeah. But yes. Funfetti <laughs> is a wonderful cake. It's delicious. It really is. <laughs> How do you <laughs> I feel that I'm like what? Uh, I feel like you never. You don't like the funfetti cake. I like funfetti, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Some cake boxes, some cake box or cake mixes are really good, and then some are really bad. I've yes. had some really bad ones. Um, okay. Oh, and yeah, then, of course. And then also, like, there's just something about like real cake, like really well made cake that 
Yes. Can't really be. It's very different. Well, the cake mix. It's time for us to forget about cake today. Yeah, because it true. is not cake day. Get out of here, cake. Yeah, on 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 pie day, does pie get a birthday cake? <laughs> Ironically. Oh my god. All right, so making pie is stressful because because why? I think most people don't do it very often, so when they do, they don't really have like they just don't really know how to do it. So I think that it's kind of something that most people don't make very often. Have you ever made a pie, Jason? Uh, I mean, probably not. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've made a pie. I mean, like I've seen my mom. Like I've helped my mom make pies before. Yeah. But you know, like pumpkin pie, apple pie, pretty basic stuff. But like, yeah, I've ne- I've never made a pie. Like I've yeah. never made pie crust and laid it out and rolled it. And ch- I feel like it's not a man thing to do. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I beg to differ because I've done it. Of course, I mean, of course, but. that was that was a, that was kind of a joke. But I feel like, well, four dudes hanging out talk about barbecue a lot more than pie making. Yeah. Probably, sure. yeah, yeah, that's sure. true. I feel like the the art of pie making is very much it's feminine. I don't know if it's feminine. It 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 seems like it is uh, in general. I don't mean like yeah, but I mean like when you associate things. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of women do. I mean, you know, you think of like old Southern grandmothers like making mm. a pie and like setting them in the windowsill. You it's know, so, it's cute. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's cute. The whole picture. It is cute. And yeah. I feel like the pie, a lot of it is is very visual and cosmetic. Like when you make a cake, you just before you frost it and add all the sparkles and sprinkles and and everything, it's pretty boring and dumb looking. Right. It's just like yeah. a blob of yeah. yellow, and you're like, okay, I guess that's food. But with a pie, it's like. As you all go. presentation, yeah, as pinching you go. the crust and yeah. cutting that the crust. florets and like the leaves and doing all the yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Nice. yeah, you know when you just spend all day making your your floret leaves. Yeah, just I mean <laughs> the normal stuff. So do you make a lot of pies? Yeah, I bake a lot of pies. I really like pie baking. I think that maybe it's the it's actually the decorating that got me into making them mm. more and more. And I remember the first time I made. A pie. I actually made like hand pies, and I remember it was October in LA, so it was hot. Right. And I was like just like sweating bullets. Like I was stressed. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, oh, no. And, and they they ended up turning out fine, but it was like they weren't cute. And it was like I had flour all over me, and I was like cursing all the time. And yeah. like it was just like a really stressful experience. And so I just continued to do them, like continue to make forms of pie because I just wanted to get good at it. And I feel like there are certain things that people don't know that they can do to sort of like stop the process and it be okay. Like the number one thing with pie is that all of the ingredients have to be very cold. Like the water has to be very cold. Ice water. The Yeah. The butter needs to be very cold. Um, like the flour, like all of that, when you incorporate it, it needs to stay cold. So a lot of times people are like, okay, I really don't know what I'm doing, but like the... The trick is to sort of, if you don't know what you're doing and you need to regroup rather than just like forging forward, like, you know, going forward and um, mm-hmm. sort of messing it up, is you can just like stick it in the refrigerator, yeah. like the bowl with everything and like stick it in the freezer and then like regroup and figure out what you're doing. <laughs> so that you so you would say that's a common mistake with pie making, I guess, or maybe all kinds of cooking is you need to have the, the reps underneath your belt to have the confidence... To be able to just be like, all right, I need to pump the brakes for a minute, throw this right. all in the fridge because I'm about to fuck this pie right. up. Right. Well, sometimes you just need to read the read the directions again, or sometimes right. you need to like, okay, what am I supposed to do at this point? Because once I do this, once I, you know, marry all these ingredients together, I have to move very quickly. And that's the thing with pie making is that the pie crust it sort of needs to go swiftly. Right. Which if you don't if you've never done it before, that's what also makes it more stressful. It's not mm. like with like you making like a sauce or something which can, you know, you can turn off the heat and sort of slow it down or it needs mm-hmm. to simmer for a long time and you have like time. With pie it's like go go go. So, I think that time that sort of the time restraint okay. makes it more stressful. So, if you're starting out with the pies, don't don't be afraid to take a deep breath, put everything in the fridge, regroup. Yeah. yeah. Go slow. Yeah. And then when you're when you're confident enough and you have a lot of pies made, your pie record is is long and strong, then you can yeah. start working with more confidence. I also um a lot of people like cube the butter and then mix it in and I find it easier to use a box grater, like a cheese grater. Mhm. Because it actually like breaks up the butter in little tiny bits which is closer to what you would want at the end anyway so when you grate it in 
I usually grate the butter over the flour and then stick it in the freezer for like 10 minutes. And a lot of times when you're baking pie, it's warm out because it's summer. Yeah, sure. So you kind of need that break. So so Mm -hmm. I do that and I stick it in the freezer and then like I'll clean up or get everything else ready. Um, or I'll get like my plastic wrap because the next thing after that is that you're going to add the water and then it's going to all be mixed together and you're going to wrap it in plastic <laughs> and stick it in the fridge. So I sort of get that all that prepped. And then when I bring it out, I dump in the water and a lot of people are very adamant about like adding water slowly. And I think that as, as I've become more confident, I just know how much water to add. And so mm-hmm. I just add it all at once and yeah. then mix. Mm. But, okay. um, and then I wrap it and it doesn't need to be a lot of another thing that a lot of people do is they like barely need it together. And I'm just like, um, I don't know. I, I actually need mine a couple times. Like I need right. not like not like crazy. Like I'm trying to develop the gluten like a like a loaf of bread or something. Mm-hmm. But I actually like do do it. And I do it everything in the bowl so I don't get anything dirty, which also makes me wanting <laughs> to make make it like it makes making pie easier if there's just not a disaster everywhere. Right. So I do all of it right. in the bowl. Because with all baking, it's it's a big, you have to be in the mood to like cover your kitchen with flour. With yeah. Because and whether... Egg, and sugar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to be okay with the fact that like there's going to be a thin layer of all kinds of baking things all over your kitchen you have to clean right. up. It's yeah. like when you're deep frying something, you're not always in the mood for it because right. there's going to be a thin layer of, of oil all over... 10 foot radius of your of your stove but if i can figure out a way to make it cleaner so i don't have to so it makes it more attractive to actually do it then i will because so if there's newspaper all over your floor we know you're making pie that day (laughs) no i i actually don't get it everywhere i just because i'm just working in the bowl and i'm working you work work clean that it's just like it's only in the bowl that i need it and then that's amazing a skill to be able to just make pie like that and not make a mess and be confident and not freaked out like you get to that level, pie becomes a lot of fun. I'm yeah, yeah. And I, I would say I, I have a lot of things like that where where like necessity is the mother of invention on things where it says like you need a bowl here and then you need another bowl for this and then after making that recipe five times, you're like I don't really see why I couldn't all just use the same bowl for all of this. I will try it once and see if it works and then when it works, you're like okay that totally works, it's right. fine and I'm just gonna do it that way forever. You just simplify it. You, like, streamline it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to think how you can make something better. Yeah. And which, easier for yourself. And easier. Which is probably because people have been making pies for hundreds of years, way before people would freeze butter and then grate it with a cheese grater and plastic wrap it and put it back. In, like, these are all, like, people weren't doing that you know, 20 years ago. Right. That's why sometimes people are like... Let alone 200 years ago. People talk about like old recipes like from, you know, old cookbooks. I won't like shit on old cookbooks, but like, and name them. But like, you know, they're like... Your well, name I, you know cookbooks. who you are. Yeah, they're like, well, I got this recipe from <laughs> blank blank from the 50s. And I'm like, well, just because it's like a famous cookbook from the 50s doesn't mean it's actually like good still. Like, because there are different... Times have changed. Yeah, there are different techniques. We have new equipment. Like, there are... People have discovered new ways to do things. So just rhymes with Julia Biles. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually <laughs> not that. It it's there. actually not Julia Childs. It's like it's Joy of Cooking. I remember a friend yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, oh, "I knew it. We knew it." Was like, was like, I got this waffle <laughs> recipe from Joy of Cooking, and it's like, well, you know, like America's Test Kitchen actually like figured out something else like a couple years ago that makes yeah. a lot more sense. So it was the difference between using butter and oil in Belgian waffles, and like. America's Test Kitchen was like, well, why are we adding butter to waffles? Because butter has a lot of water. So that's what creates like a soggy waffle. Mm. So if you add oil, then there's no water, but you're still adding right. fat. Yep. So so it's like, you know, and in a waffle maker, it's, it's not science. like a pancake. Right. Well, with pancakes, you add butter, but it's out in the open. So it has a place to escape where with a waffle maker, it has no place to escape except mm-hmm. stay in. So anyway, it was like things like that where it's like, well, I kind of go with America's test kitchen because that kind of makes a lot of sense to me. And they, you know, they developed that like five years ago. I yep. think maybe their recipe is better than one that was developed 50 yeah. years ago. or whatever. And if you're a, th- a thinking person who has a scientific brain, you can easily understand why that make like they lay it out for you. Like that makes sense to right. me. I don't see why I would not do that. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like with every industry, there's been some, like a a 57 Chevy is a great classic car, but like 
compared to a Ford Focus nowadays, there's so many better improvements. Right. You know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Makes it's sense. Just how it, it's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, it's a, this, uh, you know the advancement of science in general and its application in cooking and looking at the actual molecular level of, of how things are doing and processing. Like you mentioned Test Kitchen also with their podcast recipe using vodka. Oh, right, Parts yeah. vodka, mm-hmm. not all vodka, but parts vodka with water because it'll evaporate more. I've actually never, I've actually forming. never tried, I've actually never tried um, the vodka. I like the, um, the adding vinegar. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, just like for the tang. Um, mm. And what kind of vinegar? Um, I've seen people do like regular distilled white vinegar and then also apple cider. Yeah. Um, Nicole Rucker, do you know who she is? No. She's um, a pie maker and well, she's a, a baker. She, I think she was at she was at Gusta for a long time down in Venice Beach. Okay. And Jelena, and she makes like mm. amazing pies. Um, was rumored on Eater that she had left Gusta. There was a, there was a whole article about it. That's <laughs> That's Gusta with a J, right? Yeah, yeah. Gusta. Gusta. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, From the Jelena people, right? Yeah. And so I'm not sure if she's still there, but. She makes really, really great pies. And one of the things that I've seen from a recipe of hers that was online is that she actually made like a syrup. So instead of adding water to the flour mixture and butter mixture, she like heated up or mixed water and sugar together and apple cider vinegar. So it was almost like a water, sugar, vinegary syrup. And that was the water. So I thought that that was really interesting. I don't, I haven't She made a water reduction. Kind of. She (laughs) sort of made like a flavored water. A pie simple syrup. Like a pie simple syrup. Yeah, exactly. Very smart. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I've used like buttermilk in place of water, and that's really great because it gives you like a soft sort of like tang. It gives you a softer crust. Um, but I've never tried the sugar. So why do, you, why do you want there to be a lack of water in a pie crust? You don't, actually. Okay. You want water. Um, you Well, butter has water. But, I mean, it, what you want is there... You want steam to be created. so And that's how you get the layers. Okay. So, when it hits the oven, you want it to be cold crust. You want the heat to react with the butter and steam to evaporate immediately. Out. Okay. Um, so, the, then why are people trying to find ways to reduce the water or increase the... Evap- I mean, so, the you want to increase the evaporation just so... Well, so the, the thing is, comes is with right, so more with, quickly. With, if if your pie crust is too wet, um, it will shrink. So a lot of times people complain about shrinkage with pie crusts. I've heard, I've <laughs> heard the complaints. <laughs> Good line, girl. So a lot of times that's because of two reasons: either you have too it's much cold water. Out. Sorry, cold. go ahead. <laughs> Last one. You have um, you have too much water in the pie crust, or the pie crust hasn't rested in the refrigerator long enough, so the gluten hasn't relaxed. Okay. Um, so if you... I like to make my pie crust at night and then let it chill in the refrigerator overnight, and then the next day I make it, and actually dividing up the work actually makes it a lot easier, too, in terms of taking on a pie, because you make one, and you're like, okay, I'm done, and then you leave, and then the next day all it is is really just assembly. So and it gives you something to look forward to in the morning. Yeah. You wake up and you're like, ooh. I already finished today that Today is part. pie assembly day. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up to the smell of pie crust chilling in your icebox. I don't know if it has a smell. Mm, what is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Today's pie day. Going to make a pie. Going to make a pie. And with, but with excess water, you, you have a greater chance of creating too much gluten. Right? Um, which would be the enemy of like a light, flaky crust. So I feel like overdeveloping, needing it too much would... Overneeding would, yeah. too much water and temperature are the three things that will cause too much gluten to be formed. And so, you don't want the glute. Don't want the glute. And like the reason the vodka thing has been mentioned before is because it will evaporate quicker, have that same amount of liquid in forming, and getting the fat to attach itself to the flour and kind of create that crust that you want to start with, but it will evaporate quicker in an oven, so there's less room for error. Mm. As I understand it. It makes sense to me. As I've heard. So what what pies have you been baking lately? Are you doing, like, pie stuff for cookbook recipes or just for yeah, fun? Yeah, I did. I did th- there are three or f- maybe four or five pies in the book. Um, 
one in the new book. Yeah, that's going to come out book. in October. Okay, a little plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, big plug. Slow it down. Talk about it twice. Are you done with the book? Yeah, pretty much. It's just be, it's being laid out right now with a design a designer's laying it out. So I don't really have much to do right now. So besides the other work that I have, enjoy but, the. So you got some postpartum going labor. on. The baby's been given off, and you're just like, I don't ever oh. understand the baby baby uh, no. analogy no. that people use. Well, I've never had a kid, uh-uh. but I'm like, I feel like having a baby so would you've... be a little different than. Wait, there's a baby. A there's a common analogy for writing a book or or any okay. sort of big project like yeah. an album. It's like giving birth, and I'm like, I don't like. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's I. It's like dropping it. the dog off at the groomer. Something yeah, like that, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's that like just that. means you have so much inside of you that needs to come out. You're like, oh. I just wrote another book. No biggie. Duh. Right. Well, well, my friend, my I have a friend who came out with an album, and she was like, it was like giving birth, and I was like, I don't know, because when you give birth, there's all this other stuff that you have to deal with, like a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know if I would be like, oh yes, okay, I'm done. Like when I turned in the book, I was like, cool. Tomorrow I'm gonna sleep in. I'm gonna go to this bakery. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like Dang if you have a baby, you're not like, oh cool. Tomorrow I'm gonna oh, sleep yeah, 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 yeah. in. <laughs> like you don't have. Hit the I don't, club twice. I don't think you have that sense of like relief. Unless you put that thing up for adoption. Right, exactly. <laughs> Leave it on the church steps and hit the club. Yeah, unless you drop it off at the fire department. Right, I don't think you get that sense of relief. Like, I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong. I've never had a kid, so. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, the new book has a handful yeah. of pie recipes in there. There's a couple in favorites October, I have. October? Yes. Plug it again? Yeah. Tentatively October? Look for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one where... Um, I blister cherries and I burn a vanilla bean like over Ooh. a grate and then I pulse it in the food processor. So wait, 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 wait. Slow down, slow down, slow down. So you blister a cherry. So this is I a... blister cherries under like a broiler. So they get like they get a little charred. So like how you would hit hit a a, a, a pepper on, yeah. on the open flame to remove the skin and char it up kind of. Yeah, feel? like under a broiler, like in a pan, just so that the skins get a little charred. So kind they of get like... a little blackness to yeah. them. Add an another layer of flav mm-hmm. so you're like what can i do to make this cherry pie mine right exactly so you blister the cherries yeah that's awesome and then so it's not they're, they're not fully cooking i'm just giving them a little little char. char flav and then what do you do with the vanilla bean you said i put that over the grate like a pepper okay and you don't split it and open it up and scrape it or anything no. just as is. yeah Got it. just as is and then i charred on all like all sides so it's like practically burnt Vanillaness, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I put it in the food processor and I blend it so it turns into like a burnt vanilla powder. That's awesome. And then I put it with the cherries mm-hmm. and sugar and like. This pa- is the vanilla in the pod, the yes, whole thing. The yeah, whole like thing. a whole vanilla. So bean. it just cooks yeah, yeah. down and turns into a, like a dust almost. A dust. A so dust. you'd have to char it that much because that skin is thick. Right, right. Totally. So you need to get that burnt and ready to get pulverized. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff here, pal. So you have to cool it down a little bit because it will catch on fire, and you don't want to add it. A hot vanilla bean to the food processor. I don't know what <laughs> right, it'll, ha- it'll turn into like a lava situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I mix it with the cherries and tapioca starch. I, I like tapioca starch better than cornstarch because cornstarch is a little too, um, I don't know, like gummy for me. Like it has okay. too much of like a gumminess. Tapioca starch is a little bit more chill. Mm. Um, I know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Getting very NPR up in this bitch. <laughs> and then just like a little bit of lemon juice and sugar, sort of normal stuff that you would add to a filling. Okay. And then you add it to the... Oh, that's awesome. And so you mentioned these ingredients. You are kind of par-cooking a little bit. But overall, I had a question. For pie fillings, do you feel most of the time when you're using like a fruit filling, is it better to kind of reduce and cook your filling a little bit? As I feel like sometimes people, when they look at recipes, they just add cherries and sugar and squeeze the lemon juice, and that's it. And that's going to release too much moisture, like reducing and cooking down your filling before to thicken and get some of that liquid out of there before makes a better filling, or no? I think just making sure you have enough tapioca starch or cornstarch, whatever thickener you're going to... Yeah, to absorb that Yeah, liquid. totally. Like, I think I've never cooked down... The only filling that I've ever cooked is like a pumpkin sort of, mm-hmm. like custard situation. But I've never cooked a fruit filling. But I feel like I don't really like the fruit in my pies to not have, like, bite or texture. I don't really mm-hmm. want them to be, like, mushy. A full yeah. mush. Yeah, so I don't really – I don't know if I believe in the cooking before. But, I mean, you know, sometimes there are people who 
make things in ways that I'm like, I would never do that. And right. then I try it and I'm like, oh, you aced that, you know? Right. So I've never had like a good version of that, but part of me thinks that I wouldn't. It I probably depends down. on the fruit as well. Because I've done it for apple pies, but the slices of apples I've used are really big. So the center will have a little bit of texture, but it also has that, it has a lot of soft cooked apple right. around the outside too, which mm. to me kind of is... So that's like, like working with a thick steak. You have more, yeah, more room. Not, you have room that it's always going to have a nice texture in the right. middle. But yeah. apples release so much liquid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you like a thick chunk apple in your pie? For sure. What about you? Definitely. I like thin. Cause, so I Damn. did this really psychotic apple pie Shit in just October. Got weird. And I took a ma- and I mandolined the slices so they were like really thin. Mm. And then I like layered them on top of each other in the, yeah. pie, in the pie. And so when you cut it, it was like... Almost like a gratin. Like, okay. Like a potato gratin. I was going to say gratin, so you said it way better. And well, I was going to say, I don't what know do you mean by right? a psychotic pie, but now it's starting to make <laughs> It was sense. a little OCD. It was a little like, okay, I just spent <clears throat> like an hour layering. So this was, a, this was an Instagram friendly, ready ready for the front page of Bon Appetit kind of pie. Probably, yeah. I, I, but I it took still it to had a, a crust on top. Yes, so you okay. couldn't see it only unless you, when you cut into it, you could see it. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, I hadn't really tried it. I was just like, I wonder if this is actually going to improve, improve eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I took it to a dinner party, actually, that I was invited to, and they like loved the, they loved the layering. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting. I'd never, I don't know if I would, do I think it makes a lot of sense because you it would make for a consistent bite all around the whole pie. Yeah. Because a lot of times you can get stuck with, depending on how it's sliced, you could just, two big ass chunks could just fall out and then you just... That, mm. that is, yeah, that's the total problem. How long did it take you to layer all these apple slices into your pie in the perfect fanned pattern? Probably like 30 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Like you weren't crazy, crazy about it. No, no. Just but making I mean, sure they're all laying yeah. flat in the same direction. Exactly. And it, it went like all the way around. So it was actually not that hard. Like it was the same pattern all the way around. Okay. I also think like pie, I don't know, like I don't ever really, I mean, I think if I owned a bakery where we made pies, obviously I would be like scurrying around making pies very quickly. But most of the time when I'm making pie, like it's chill, you know, yeah. like it's like Saturday. I'm not like in a rush. What's you know? your soundtrack? You're just doing one. What's your pie making sound? Oh, you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts in the kitchen. Oh yeah, all right. Okay. Podcasts nice. are are my thing in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. And you're able to read, follow your recipes and stuff with without Yeah, I mean sometimes I think that that's the reason why I like podcast I mean, I I check in and out. Like there are times when I'm like I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. to the podcast for like, you know, five minutes or whatever and yeah. then and then I pick it back up or I'll rewind it if I miss something, but um, okay. Well, yeah. I, I I think I do the same thing probably. Yeah. Which is a new. Oh wait, sorry. Well, delivery. Thank you. <laughs> Mail delivery. <laughs> Mail delivery just came. <laughs> yeah, good. my girlfriend uh, ordered some new glasses from Warby Parker. Oh, nice. So Sam, if you're listening to this, new glasses. <laughs> just came <laughs> <They're> in. Here. <laughs> just came in. <laughs> but I wanted real quickly. I wanted to mention because you said dur- dinner party and what you were just talking about, and <clears throat> in the beginning when you're talking about how you like making pie. Baking and pies are one of those things where if you bring that over to somebody's house or party, they're like, you you made this? Yeah, people are stoked. <laughs> they get so excited. Like, as opposed yeah. to like, hey, this is a really good potato salad recipe. They're like, right, yeah, 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 in the back, in the back. But you bring over a pie, you're everybody's MVP instantly. Right. Or I love when I go to dinner parties and people are like, I brought these like paleo muffins and everyone's like, fuck. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's not getting invited back. <laughs> paleo You just got taken off the list. Okay, so what's what's your favorite pie, not to make, but to eat? Like if you're going out to a place that's a pie place, or yeah. maybe like a house of pies or right. some, a pie place, what's what's your favorite all-time pie? Apple pie. I'm a super simple person. Mm. Ice cream? Oh, yes, of course, ice cream. How do you feel about the cheese slice on the apple pie? What do you mean? Have you seen that before? Oh, like they put cheese on the, on the pie? It's like a, it's yeah. like a southern... F- Southern fat had, fat never, people tradition. You've never had a slice of cheddar cheese melted on top of apple pie? No, I've that not. Shit will change really? your well, life, I've, girl. I've seen I've seen people make like cheddar crusts. No, this probably reinventing that. Or this is literally or, just like a slice of cheese on top of a that pie that's melted. I mean, it can it can be anything <laughs> as nasty as a slice of Velveeta, or obviously, if you care about your life, a nice sharp. Yeah, I'm, you cheddar, know, depending but, on which regions of the Appalachia yeah. you're I mean, I visiting. Could, I guess I could see that being pretty good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. 
If, you, if you do, like, especially for me, too, I'm not a big dessert person, but I love a good one. But I stick towards the more savory desserts or, you know, so that has both those elements that I really like. Right. Yeah. So regular apple pie, scoop of vanilla. Yeah. Hopefully the apple pie is, like, warm still. Yeah. yeah That'd be course. dope. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be dope if you could warm it. <laughs> do, you, do, do you add any herbs to your pies? Fresh herbs of I any I have kind? before. I feel like rosemary and thyme are yeah, pretty thyme's, good. Thyme's really good. Lavender yeah. can be good. Yeah. Or not. I'm not a lavender I'm eater. not a lavender or orange blossom or rose water. Lavender is right. for smelling, not for munching. That's I'd interesting because I also really like rose water too. So maybe, it's yeah. like that, maybe that's the profile that I'm into. There are some things that, you know what I realize is that like, have you seen dried rose petals? Like they sell at like mm-hmm. um, spice stores sure. and stuff. Those are like much milder than like the waters, right. like the orange mm-hmm. blossom water yeah. or rose water. So I can kind of take that a little bit more than um, the rose water stuff. Okay. Because like rose water, like even in like baklava, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> super, super concentrated flavor. It's a little too it's much intense. for me. It's intense. No, it's it's totally a little intense. too much. Yeah. I dig it, but it, is, it, is, it can be overpowered. Yeah. What about you, Andre? Fave pie? <clears throat> I'm also going to go with apple. I love apple. But I, and you mentioned thyme. One of my favorite pies to make is an apple thyme pie. That sounds really good. It's really good. Apple thyme pie. Yeah. I also, but that's again, I think, leaning towards that savory part where the, I think when you're adding aromatics or spices or that kind of stuff. Uh, like anything spicy too, like a little bit of cayenne on yeah. top of a chili, on an apple pie or chili, or just to round it out. Yeah, yeah just, I think uh, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I lean towards. Like things usually are too sweet for me, mm-hmm. so my, the pies I make will be a little less sweet. Like cut sugar by like you know an eighth, right? Something like that. I mean, not just completely taking it out, but and then right. also adding things that I like, like thyme cumin chili something cayenne i mean that's definitely not for everybody but that's what i like to make yeah my friend my friend huri her and i talk about this all the time we always talk about adding like one savory element to a pastry or a yeah. sweet thing whatever it is like what is that thing going to be whether it's like salt or herbs and salt or, it's always that's the other thing yeah. too is i always like salt instead of sugar so my pies are always like sprinkled a little on top salt of Maladon, yeah finish and, okay. oh fancy he's okay. fancy well, no, like, yeah. <laughs> jason what about you you gotta do it to win it I'm a. Uh, I like a lot of pies, but I would say all-time fave is banana cream. Oh, oh banana cream is really good. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah. Too. Have you ever had the banana cream pie from Apple Pan? Yes, I have. Oh, it's oh, really good. I That's the best. That's the best one. It no is. Way. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it with like vanilla wafers or yeah, anything like that, or or like a ton of meringue on top. But if it's just like the the good crust, the banana cream filling, and then chunks of banana. And like whipped cream whipped on top cream. is so good on a banana cream pie. And when they and it has to be super cold, right? Which is how I like that. Yeah. yeah. But like a super cold slice of banana cream, hot cup of coffee. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Take it to another level. Yeah. Mm-mm. For people who don't know, I'm apple- so excited now. I have another reason to make that trek from the east side to the apple pan because I love the burger. But yeah, you've never had the banana I've cream never there. Never had the banana cream pie. I didn't even know it was a thing. Sorry. I have a motorcycle neighbor who's driving by. Playing GTA 5 next door. <laughs> what about actual savory pies, though? Like a... Uh, I was thinking of like non-traditional pies. Maybe like a Frito pie. Mm. Or some type of meat pies. Oh, yeah. Like a like an Australian like lamb... What are they called? Aussie meat pies. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, a, like a pie. Pies, or yeah, yeah. like, Have you ever made a meat pie before? I've never made a meat pie. I, well, I made actually chicken pot pies a couple weeks oh, ago. So good. How did it go? It was really good. I yeah. made it with schmaltz instead of butter, yeah. the crust. Mm-hmm. So schmaltz was, is chicken fat yeah. for our listeners. Did you buy who don't it? Know. Did you skim it off of broth? I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, how do you make schmaltz? Because I really want to... You just skim fat. I want to schmaltz up more lately. Um, my boyfriend, they make it at the restaurant, and they usually take all the chicken fat. And at Rustic make, Canyon. At Rustic Canyon. And he told me they put it like in a hotel pan, which is like a big you know, pan or whatever, and they just stick it in the oven. And then, to the, and then the skin separates from the fat. Wait, they, they stick what in the oven? They stick all the chicken skin, like in a hotel pan, oh, okay. in the oven, and then it, they just slowly render it. Yeah. Uh, so then the fat separates from the chicken and skin. And then they just drain that from the skin. Exactly. And then they throw out the skins or what, use it in whatever else. Make a powder out of it yeah. as well. Yeah, that's probably the thing they have And then, and yeah, and so then they, they skim it to clean it, and then that's their schmaltz. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of dishes with. Oh, he's back. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it too fast, too furious out here. Yeah, it's Saturday, Saturday 
90 degrees in Los Angeles, so it's like a go-kart track. It's a party. Here. People are really having a fun time outside. Sorry about that, guys. But I do a lot of dishes that involve boiled whole chickens. So there's a lot. Of, so And I'm not taking the skin off. So when I do that, um, you're left with a really good layer of rendered fat on top. So if you even, Or if you're doing like a, making a chicken stock with a lot of fat, like a lot of wing tips and stuff, there'll be a really healthy layer of fat just sitting on top when you chill. If you take the stock chilled overnight, you can literally just scrape schmaltz mm-hmm. off. And then you can even oh, render right, that. Right, right. You can render that down a little bit. You can boil that a little bit to get any residual uh, impurities. Impurities, but really water, depending on the texture okay. of the schmaltz you want. Right, but, right. And that's just like you just cover that and put it in the fridge, and it's just like having any kind of. And then fat it just looks like lard or it something. Like lard. It looks like butter. Yeah, it's it really looks like smooth. A white yeah. It's like Creaminous. it's actually. I would say that it's smoother than lard like it's usually yeah it's like it's almost like it's almost like frozen yogurt or something like it has really great texture so i stuck mine in the freezer to get it like really cold and then i put added it to the pie crust that's so cool yeah also for matzo balls when it calls for adding olive oil or anything or any kind of oil the secret also apparently from old jewish grandmothers is schmaltz can you can you flavor the schmaltz like will those schmaltz take flavors of other or like if you want to make a rosemary schmaltz or i mean like you can make any type of flavored oil i I think uh, there's probably something imparted but all the times that i've done it boiling those whole dishes a lot of time there can be anise or whole ginger and mirepoix on there it's like it's so mild that that might you might be able to find it but i i haven't noticed something okay i'm sure you could like melt it down in a in a pot or a pan and like add herbs to it and then flavor it that way mm-hmm. i can't i can't imagine that wouldn't work have you used any schmaltz in a non-savory pie no but that's a good idea like that was like though? that probably <laughs> great idea. that an apple would probably be really good like yeah. an apple pie made with a schmaltz crust would probably be pretty good yes amazing and then you can take the schmaltz and Cook some rosemary and thyme in there for a while. Flavor yeah. it up. That'd be good. And it's also like the best word ever. Schmaltz. Schmaltz is a good word. It is. It's a great Jewish word. Jewish people out there, keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job. You're chosen for a reason. <laughs> you guys are killing it. Um, so I guess we can we can talk more. We should talk a little bit more about your book, I guess. So, really? I mean, if you want to. It's fascinating yeah. to me because I'm sort of in the very beginning process of trying to write a cookbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many recipes do you have in it? I have about 65, 70, but then there is another portion of the book that's um, like crafts, which I'm sure is going to be your favorite part, because I know hey, you're a on. big crafter. I, I, I come from a very crafty family. <laughs> so. Yeah, your mom is a big crafter, right? Like yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so fine, yeah. I, I'm all about, yeah, I've been, I was cross-stitching at a very early age. Oh, seven. <laughs> like, Literally. <them> jeans. <laughs> your, your boy, them jeans, was cross-stitching at seven, that's 100%. Amazing. I never really got it, but yeah, like quilting, knitting. None of that is in the book, but there are much easier crafts, things that like, I probably would never, I'm not a big knitter. I've tried to knit and it's just a little too, it takes a lot of patience and it's just takes, yeah, and I'm just, I think I'm too hyper of a person to do that. Maybe when you get older. Yeah, maybe it's for, After you have the third kid, start slowing down. Yeah. Get that knitting on the rocking chair feel. Yeah, 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 definitely. So these are more like little gift ideas to make something cuter, stuff and like that. And also just like, you know, um, like tablecloths. And I use like sh- shibori tie-dyeing. It's a Japanese technique of tie-dyeing. Where Chambray, you said? It's, it's, it's called shibori. Was that velvet? Shibori is a shibori. Japanese tie-dyeing? Yeah, technique where you're where you're securing like a piece of wood with like rubber bands, whatever shape it is. Or actually it could be other things besides a piece of wood to fabric. And then when you dip it in like dye it creates a design when you unfold it oh so you wrap the fabric around a object and then that creates the geometrical design of whatever that object is exactly so some people so some people do like pipes Mm -hmm. you know some people do like pieces of wood that are like triangular or square or whatever Mm. sky's the limit yeah you could really do a lot of things people get really creative with it and so then you secure it with a rubber band and then you dip it in the liquid dye and then you let it dry and when you unfold it it creates some sort of design so things like that which are Mm. things that i probably like i've actually seen them for sale like you know tablecloths and they're like two hundred dollars and i'm not gonna make that i mean i'm not gonna pay that but i'll make it for you know a fraction of that so i kind of wanted to do crafts that i would actually use versus like you know, I don't know. Not just when some you, dumb thing to blog about. Right, when you exactly see that. it, does it look like a, t- a form of tie-dye? 
Yes. It does. Yes, okay. for sure. Yeah, okay. you're, you're like, that's a form of tie-dye. Okay. Um, it's, it's just, just not like... tie-dye with a straight line, perhaps. Right. It's not like of... the tragic tie-dye I did when I was a kid, <laughs> like at summer camp, when it was like... How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) With like all the little rubber bands, like, you know, neon colors. Right, just wadding up bears on this tie. (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah. Okay, so it's it's a little bit more refined method. Hopefully. Japanese. Yeah, Yeah, fancy. They're killing it. Yeah. Okay, so some crafts like that. Yeah. How much of it is savory versus sweet? Probably half and half. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of savory. There's a good amount of savory stuff. Um, Yeah, that's one thing that I'm afraid of. Because that's why I've been trying to get into baking more often because my 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 non-savory food repertoire is very small. Well, you could do savory baked things like you could do like like I'm thinking I'm gonna do. Well, I was supposed to do it yesterday, but I was like on the hunt for you know like that thing that goes on everything bagels like that mixture. Uh huh. Yeah, everything bagel mixture. Right. Yeah. yeah, the everything bagel mixture is like onion flakes and garlic flakes, which are kind of difficult to come by. I had to go to the spice station mm-hmm. in um, Silver Lake. It's a spice shop. Shout out spice station. Yeah, if you um, ever go there, it's a quiet, dark room, and then they tell you not to touch stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bring your credit card. But no, it's, it's actually re- it's actually pretty inexpensive. And what's good is that you can buy. A lot of times, you don't need a lot of a large amount of whatever spice you What's need. Expensive. You just need like, like a small Coke. amount. What? <laughs> it's like buying Coke. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, you don't need a whole pound. Right. No. You don't yeah, you don't want It's a little something yeah. to get me through the weekend. No, yeah. but this is a good point because you go and I love the spice station by the way. But you there's sticker shock where you're looking at a jar on the wall and you're like, seventy bucks a pound? But then it doesn't you don't well, need that much only, and it also weighs so little right. that that whole jar probably weighs yeah. a pound. I and mean, you're like, getting an ounce. You forget you know? how light it is. Right. No, totally. So mm-hmm. I, I got onion flakes and garlic flakes, and I'm going to put it on um, soft pretzels. So I think that so it's going to be like everything soft pretzels. Isn't there more in the everything mixture, though? Yeah, it's poppy seeds, um, sesame, seeds. sesame seeds. seeds. I don't know if caraway seeds are in there. Okay. I don't think caraways. Maybe I'm I wrong. would like caraway seeds in there. But I yeah. love Can caraway, we have caraway on everything. Seeds? Caraway on like a rye pretzel would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pretzel making... With the everything bagel. I, I feel like the everything bagel mixture is very hot right now. I think it is. Yeah, I accidentally bought Ritz crackers yesterday for another recipe, and they were everything Ritz crackers. What? You accidentally bought Ritz crackers, or you accidentally bought everything bagel Ritz crackers? Everything bagel Ritz crackers. <laughs> I was going for the normal Ritz cracker, but... Yeah, no, I that was know almost that. a funny thing to say. Like, <laughs> I, I accidentally thing? bought Ritz crackers. I don't know how these got here. <laughs> I keep accidentally buying Tim's Dude, Cascade uh, salt vinegar. I don't know. I just keep... The last time you came over here for food podcast, you brought those homemade Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Those were so good. Thank you. Those were fun. Those, real, crackers are so easy to make. It's just food processor, like everything. Easy to make, but then I feel like it's time consuming for when you're actually making, like shaping them out. Yeah. It can be a little time consuming. I mean, luckily I have one of those little ravioli rollers. Mm. And so I just like rolled out a whole sheet of the crackers and then just like went at it. And it took me like... I probably made those, I think I came over like 7.30, I started making them at 6. So oh, it didn't wow. really take that long at all. Yeah, you just put um, a block of cheese and butter in a, in a food processor, and then you just roll it out with ravioli cutters. That's and, it. <laughs> that's it. And just go to Bonds and just buy some, and then say that you made them fresh from scratch. No, these definitely tasted way different, Dude, let me, I mean, You should try it. They're like... I, they didn't get brought, I so mean, I can't the, try them today. The, I mean, it's basically just butter, flour, and cheese, and not a ton What's else, the, yeah, right? What is the cheese? Very I just use I just cheddar. use sharp cheddue. Do you cheddar. melt it into a fondue and put it in? No, no, no. It's, it's like grated. It in and, it's grated. Wow. Yeah. I always figured there was like some insane process to making a smooth, even cheddar situation going. No, on. No, it was it's actually was actually pretty smooth. The dough was pretty smooth. I think it's just the food processor blends everything together, and the butter really helps sort of like emulsify everything. That makes sense. But and it's then, it's such like a such a treat because like I I like I like eating cheese it's I guess you know like I'm I've never bought them and it's they're fine but like. Whatever, but these like I could, I could not stop eating them. A friend of mine is and a they just fan tasted of the, so bad for you of the medical they marijuana cheeses. He's a big fan of those medical marijuana cheeses. Yeah, they're a thing. Aren't they all? They're a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but so they were so they were amazing. And well, easy to make. Really easy to make. Yeah. Speaking of that, Andre. Hello. Thank you. My local weed dispensary has everything bagel bites. Oh, are they good? I haven't purchased them, but they're like little, they're like really small, like the size of a large gnocchi or something like that. And it just looks like a little ball 
that's covered in the everything bagel that seasoning. Will, that little thing will ruin your and whole then day. They, yeah. <laughs> and four of like four of them were fifteen dollars. Oh my gosh. So I potent little bagel bites. So yeah. if you just eat one of those, like you're it'll You're done. But it's such a weird thing, like it's time to put on Broad the, City. Of all the things to have a vessel to incorporate THC into your body. Everything bagel. And it was and it was a shelf stable, not refrigerated, not like it no expiration date. Like it could have been there for like well, a they month. They might have been able to put one on. <laughs> yeah, like maybe but like, maybe eat before. It was like a fully shelf stable product that <laughs> right. did not seem to have any expiration so date. So if you on buy it. that, do you do you like go the full bagel do you like go the route where you go to the store and get like cream cheese and have like the full experience or do you just like crush it some nice car? locks yeah it's different for everybody some you know yeah. some smoked sable <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was like a bagel bite like you just pop it in your mouth right right it would so be, you probably nice, wouldn't do that, it'd be yeah. nice to cut it in half and a little you know a little cream Toast cheese little scone. we're yeah. not animals <laughs> you know you know that everything seasoning is hit the like guys when it's at your bagel your weed shop that's true and I've I've seen people making everything bagel, uh, for a kake mixture. Oh, that sounds good. Which ah. which would be interesting on a bagel. That would be really good. Or just get an everything bagel and then put cream cheese and then sprinkle that on top of the cream cheese. Yeah, that sounds good. Have you ever made a bagel? I haven't. My friend Huri works for La Brea. You should have her on. Should La Brea Bakery. Yes, and she's a baker. She's a recipe tester for them. And she, mm. I mean, she went through like a whole. I think she spent like a month just making bagel bagels. University? Yeah, just making bagels every single day. And I mean, she made bagels with, you know, they have different... How long did it take for her to lose the weight? Yeah. <laughs> she was on Atkins, so it was hard for her to What's funny is that she eats so cleanly. Like, she's so good about eating healthy because... And I think it's because she's just like around, yeah. like, you know, just bread all day long. It almost has like the... Um, like an, that reverse effect yeah. where you just don't want to eat it anymore you're just like you're interested in the science of it and interested in the construction and the art of it but like you're not really into actually eating it yes interesting and i, and I think that that's probably where she's at because she's around bread so much it's like carbohydrate rehab or something like that yeah like you're it's there you're around it so much it's just you don't think much of it anymore that's I mean, the just, new fad diet is like literally getting a job and getting working yeah 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 she doesn't i don't think she ever is like oh man i want a bagel ever because because the chefs, a lot of fat chefs. Yeah. I feel like bakers are usually not that fat. Without a doubt. If like I, all the, all the people I know it. who are bakers, professionally or not, seem to be pretty healthy. They're I just think, like, yeah. you eat this stuff, fatties. I, I don't want any. I think there is something about like, even with pie, there are a lot. I mean, luckily pie has to like cool for a couple hours before you can cut into it but i think if somebody asked me to like eat a slice of pie right after it came out of the oven i would be like that thing just like gave me a headache like i can't like you know like or it sort of was a form of stress or i worked over it too much like that's the thing when like i'm making food for the blog it's like um i mean a lot of times i like it if it's lighter but if it's like super if it was super labor intensive i'm sort of just like I can't read. Get it away from like me I need for to sort of while. have like some a moment away from it because it's too much. Like I made a cake a couple of weeks ago, and it was stressful, man. It was. Like, <laughs> I'm not a cake maker, so you, it was, you still sound affected. Yeah, in the it tone was of your like voice. it was stressful yeah, because it was like face. I oh. was like, cake decorating is making the cake part wasn't really that stressful, but cake decorating is really stressful to me because I don't decorate a lot of cakes, and so that's one thing actually this year that I'm going to try and get a, like a lot better at, but. I was sort of like, does this look right? Like, I'm texting pictures to my friend Hori. Like, does this look okay? Does this, I mean, is this, can I put this on the internet? Like, that's basically what. <laughs> right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and like, after that, I was just sort of like. What did you do to de- decorate this cake exactly? I made it really simple for myself. I did, like, what's very popular right now, which is, like, the naked cake. I'm right. listening. Where, where it's, like, <laughs> okay. where there's no sides to it. You just sort of put, like, the filling between each layer of the cake and then put like a coating on the top. So you kind of see, you see the frosting peeking out between the layers and then on top. But you don't really have like a whole covered cake. You don't have the safety uh, net of getting to dust the sides with the frosting to cover up any mistakes. 
as right, well. Well, there there are really no mistakes. I mean, it's like the easiest. If you don't know how to decorate a cake, right. this is how you should decorate okay, it. So right, this okay. is why I went, th- went this route. And it was still stressful. Like, it was still like, I want to get a smooth top. Okay, like, let me do the thing that I know I'm supposed to do, which is like dip like the offset spatula and like hot water or you know a little bit of water and like skim it and it's like not skimming completely it's like doesn't look perfect like Hmm. the layer of frosting that goes all the way around i want it to be like completely i mean also i'm Mm. like a little bit more psychotic than a normal person because i take pictures of it sure so yeah it's just things like that it's just like the top layer was being a dick yeah exactly do you have one of the cake wheels the things that we you spin your cake on? No, cake I don't. Susan? Yeah, that I don't. I like think that would have made sweet. my job a Bo- lot is, easier. If boyfriend is listening, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> birthday present coming <laughs> up. Oh, God, that sounds like the lamest birthday present ever. That's, that's like the perfect <laughs> gift is for perfect your ass present. on a Yeah, on a probably, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, when is your birthday, by the way? October. So October. he has some time. Uh, he has some time. Oh, <laughs> 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 Um But yeah, I mean... After that, after decorating and taking photos of that cake, I was like, I don't really want this right now. What? I don't want this. I'm, in my I see life. an underlying theme of food and stress with you. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I do this as a job? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's the stress is there because you care so much about it and you want to do a good job. Yeah, you want things like I. Yeah, yeah. What a, what foods are a pleasure for you to make? Oh, every anything where I don't have to photograph it is so pleasurable <laughs> to me. Where that I don't makes have to a lot of everything where I don't have to since I like write recipes and make things a lot of times with the idea that someone else is going to have to recreate them. I'm always constantly taking notes about what I'm doing. Mhm. And then sometimes I'm like making it again to make sure that it's actually right and that I didn't mess up a note or whatever. So if that if that's completely not in there, like there's no stress, you know, like me making a pie like not having to worry about someone else creating it and writing notes and blah blah blah. Like, there's no, there's no concern. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've, as I have noticed, while I'm like trying to come up with the recipes and write them down, like, it's really a bizarre feeling, like eating food and like having almost no pleasure in enjoying it. Right. It's like like a comedian hearing a joke and not laughing and just saying right because like, they're just That's deconstructing. Really funny. They're they're figuring out like what why that is funny. <clears> but I like, had a, I had a moment where I was making something and I I would just I was trying to like get everything all the all the measurements right so it was perfect so somebody could recreate it with the right amounts of everything going on. I'm just eating spoonfuls of this stuff and I'm like and I was just thinking like is this even delicious do I even like what is even going on it was just it was like it was like a sad eating process yeah, yeah. like I, sp- I just spent two hours like trying to perfect this thing I'm just like shoveling it in my mouth for work and not even really enjoying it yeah it's kind I of, think it's dark let's get you out of that <laughs> tough sad life, tough time. oh my god one thing that I think the lentils helps, were black <laughs> one thing that I <laughs> that helps a lot now that I've that I've started to do or I've done it for a while now and I think it definitely helps with that whole thing is I Metallica while you bake <laughs> no that would that would make it darker um <laughs> I write the recipe out as as I would as I think it's going to be and then I print it out so I have a recipe written pretty much with just like bullet point directions of what I'm going to do. And then as I go, I just have a pencil and I just change it. Oh, nice. So it Mm. helps a lot with, you know, so you're not starting from scratch. Like, so I know that it's going to be one tablespoon of olive oil for the most part. I know it's going to be two tablespoons of Italian parsley mince. Like, I know of all these things. So I'm just doing like a gauge of what it's going to be. And then I refine that list as, as I actually make it. So you have your first draft, and then you yes. make your okay. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're locking in your recipes, how many people are tasting them and helping you out? Sometimes nobody except me, because a lot of times I'm home by myself. So, like yesterday, I mean, sometimes it's like not that complicated. Like yesterday, I made um, like a smoked salmon dip, and mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that it was going to be like capers and lemon and dill and creme fraiche and cream cheese and whatever, and it was like. You know, I know that this is It was is what it was, and it yeah. did what it was supposed to do. Totally, and it was perfect on an everything Ritz cracker. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, um, but so you was, don't have, like, little dinner party gatherings where you're sh- having them taste things that you might not be sure about? Well, for things that I feel like are a <clears> bit more permanent or things that I'm, like, in, that are in question, like, that was so simple that I feel like I'm, like, I know yeah, what that's that tastes like. that's something that you can bang out yeah. by yourself. But then something where... 
like when you make something from scratch, like you're creating something and you're like, this tastes good to me, but like, what if, am I the only person who's going to think this tastes good? Yeah, like, what if totally. I give it to four of my friends and they're like, oh, it's okay. Or, or just like, okay, this is good, but how do I make it better? Um, Josh yeah. is really good at that. Josh yeah, is yeah, really... I guess having a really good chef as your boyfriend yeah, that lives in helps. your house is probably yeah. a good thing. Because he comes home at like two in the morning and he's like, wants to destroy anything that what I have left over in the today, kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Where's like, my dinner, woman? And he's really, he's really good at like being very honest so there are times when i give him something and he's like this is this is bad you know like <laughs> really I, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining honest but constructive yes very it's not good. just yeah, yeah. honest great. and mean yeah or honest it's like or it's like you know this is good but like you know, wrong with you, yeah <laughs> but like this actually needs like a lot of this you know like you right, have right, to have right. this you're missing this why don't you have that it's you know? raw yeah yeah. You don't have to practice ducking before he comes no, to the no, house. No, 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 no. So that's but, that's good. Yeah. So he he tastes a lot of things, and then also, um, I don't have him anymore. But I used to, well, he's gonna come back, I think. But I used to have someone help me, like in the kitchen. I had an assistant for a little bit. He wasn't really an assistant. He was sort of just like another me. Um, and a lot uh, of times, yeah, he was like he would help with the photography. He would and help, he also yeah, with the recipes and background. yeah, totally. So it was like a lot of times I would have him taste something and be like, what do you think? Like, does it need more sugar? Does it need less? You know, so mm-hmm. you had someone there just to bounce ideas off of. And, and That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to have someone try other things. But then obviously there are times when I'm making recipes by myself and I'm kind of like, I can make this call. I got this. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird to me because sometimes lately I've been wondering, like, if if my palate is not as good as I thought it was when I'm eating oh. when I'm making stuff like I I I usually feel like it's pretty good, but then I'll go to other restaurants and try other people's food or something where like people who I trust their opinion of say it's really awesome and then I eat it and I'm and it's not awesome to me, and then I'm wondering like is it below them or is it. Is it just different? I don't think it's yeah. above them, but like, what's what's like, an example? Because sometimes it's just the restaurant. Like sometimes it's just that day. Yeah, right? could, well, you know, like, you're talking about the Del Taco chicken that you're trying to recreate. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it, it just ha- like it happens all the time. Like I'll go to unnamed restaurants with people whose palates I really trust. You know, some people could be food bloggers and chefs and all this yeah. stuff, and they'll be gushing over dishes, and I'll be like. I really don't get right, what's don't going. Get like, why do you guys think this is so good? Like, it's cool, but it's not like yeah, mind blowing. And- it's interesting because sometimes people like I have like an like a an obsession with Elemento right now. Me too. <laughs> I like love Me that. Place. I love that. I love that place. I love that yeah. place. And but I think that I Elemento order- is an Italian restaurant here in L.A. Silver Lake Boulevard. Silver Lake. Yeah. And they- right down from the dog park. Right. Very close to the dog park. And it's, it's like a neighborhood <clears throat> spot for all of us, I guess, right? So it has yeah. a little bit more of like, I don't go to Elemento with the same expectations that I do like Kisbaka or something. Like I go right. with more of like a relaxed vibe, like it's three minutes away from me, like it's chill, you know, it's much It's a more relaxed chill. neighborhood restaurant that you totally. cannot get a reservation at. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, food on par, I think, with yeah. anything in Los Angeles. I, lo- I, in I, New York. I always have like such a great experience, but I've... And I feel like I just order, maybe I order right, or I order mm-hmm. the things that I'm supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. But some people have told me, like, they're like, I didn't have that experience. And I'm like, wow. really? Like, and, that's, and that happens to yeah. me all the time. And that happens a lot. And it's like... Super normal. Maybe you just ordered wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sometimes, but, but did you ever <laughs> doubt your yourself? Your own palate? I mean... No. I, I feel like I don't <laughs> Hell either. no. It's, but it's I weird. To, it's weird to think, like, is my palette better than these people because yeah i used to think that i didn't have a very good palette because i would and i mainly because i would drink wine a lot and josh would be like josh has a very good palette i would Mm -hmm. say like he's very like he can tell like you can give him a dish and like he could be blindfolded or a sauce or something and you could be like what what's in that and he could probably name most of the Mm -hmm. things that are in that he's pretty good and a lot of times he he looks good doing it yeah he does and (laughs) once when he would drink wine he would be like I taste melon and blah, blah. you know, I'd be like, I taste tartness and it's a little sweet, you know, like I wouldn't taste a, mel- <laughs> a watermelon in like August, you know, and so a, wa- a melon picked in August, like, yeah, <laughs> mid- third week, third week of August, I'm getting. So I feel like I always was like, I don't really have, I don't think I have that good of a palate, but as I've had more wine, 
I really think that wine is a way to like develop it more. I really do because it's it's, it's not just a social lubricant. It's yeah. a it's a flavor and palate lubricant. Yeah, I feel like m- now that I've had more wine and the more I drink wine, I can be like, oh, I feel like I do. I do taste that melon the third week in August. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's gotten better. Like, I feel like it's gotten better the more wine that I've had. And also, the more wine that's been explained to me. The more I've learned about wine, I feel like the more I I pay attention to nuances in food. That makes total sense. But also, I mean, it's the amount of attention. I mean, I have a terrible wine palate. But in general, with food and tasting, it's paying attention. And right. remembering and recalling. Yeah. and like So it's very easy just to enjoy wine. Like, this is delicious and go about it. But unless you really think about it, and that's cultivating anything. And so I right. feel like you can drink great wine for years and still not necessarily be able to articulate what's going on in yeah, the wine unless yeah. you really kind of exercise that muscle. Yeah, because I, thi- I was thinking, like, does the wine that you drink really depend on if you're able to elevate your palate? Like if I'm drinking my $3.99 bottle of Trader Joe's wine... Even if I really do spend a long time analyzing the subtle nuances of whatever it achieves for three dollars, is that not going to advance my palate as much as a thirty dollar bottle of wine that was hand selected that has all these cool things going on? I, I think like, that no. pro- I don't know. But I'm not sure. Not I think sure. that like I've. I think what, it's just different. I think yeah. I think it's different. And then also for me, in order to I don't I I do not understand wine nearly as much as someone who does it for a living, obviously. But like, um, the more questions I ask, like one of my good friends is a sommelier, and so I'll because I come from like a cooking background, and so do you, and like I have to understand how wine is made. So once she explained to me like how biodynamic wine is actually made and why it tastes like this and like what they're actually doing in terms of controlling the sugar and like this and this and that then i was able to like go okay and now i can actually pay attention to those little things cuz i understand them from just like a creation point of view does that make sense absolutely. absolutely yeah definitely like so now like it's like the same one like when you eat like a croissant you're like okay i know how a croissant is made i taste butter right so now i'm like paying attention <laughs> to like but like you're paying attention <laughs> no, no, to different no, things yes. like yeah, like yeah. how does it how does it like you're like is it flaky or not right is it how you many know, all these things right. and that and with yeah for me with wine it's just like do me like or no like <laughs> right and i feel like i feel like it took it literally took me it took someone to explain how it was actually made in this certain type of wine and also another thing i am always like okay where is it from and then like at domain they literally will pull out a map and be like this is where the loire valley is sure. so this part of the loire right. valley is like here and this is the kind of food that they eat and so you're like okay now it sort of makes sense well, look, it's all making I mean, sense more because wine is just like the, was one of the most and is still one of the most intimidating things for me in terms of yeah I'm I'm so intimidated I have no idea how to even tackle it and it's yeah. a, I mean there's I, to me it, there's a very clear reason why in the sense that <clears throat> for the most part we don't make great wine ourselves at home um, it's expensive. Uh, when you're really tasting fine wines. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about our cooking backgrounds, it's like we cook food and have cooked it for years and use those ingredients and taste those ingredients and see those ingredients. But wine has a magic to it where it's right. in a bottle and it's yeah. beautiful and you have no idea how to do it yourself, approach it, taste it. So education is one of those things that you, with wine you can't learn by doing. You have mm-hmm. to learn by being educated. And then you can taste, but you can't learn that process unless right. you're doing winemaking. And, it's, and I, it's, it, there's a, a big alchemy magic element to wine that unless you're studying, you're going to yeah. miss. Yeah, and I've like been to wineries, and they've like talked to all of us of how it's – and I just like was like, where is my bed? I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. This is so fucking boring. <laughs> <It's>, and, <laughs> they give you so much at once when you're tasting or doing winery tours. It's like, well, okay, I it's need, also need like, a baseline. You know, I've been to like big wineries, so it's like – Okay, there's this, oh, sorry, there's like this gigantic, like, you know, huge stainless steel, like, bin that looks like a garbage truck. That's where it's being compressed, and you're just like, okay, I need you to, like, I need, I need to figure out how to make it, like, in my house. Like, how, right. how does that process, how is that process You can process do it in your done? toilet. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> in your bathtub. Yeah. I learned, I learned that one uh, in the pan. Um, well, I think that's good homework. I'm going to give, I'm going to, that's, that'll be a goal of mine for this year is to yeah. make make it, you know, if you do anything long, you know, it's the first step on your journey because I have no idea what to do. But tonight, Andre, when we go to dinner, you get wasted. We're going to first off, we're going to be wasted. Second off, we're going to 
We're going to talk about our wine like some yuppies. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, we're yeah. going to get into it. And then Charlie Sheen from Wall Street all day. <laughs> we're going to really expand our palates. I like it. And our listeners at home, you should do the same. Yeah. Drink more wine. That's your homework. <laughs> I already got an A. Nice. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for I know you have me. to go pick up My pick, dog. pick up your doggy from the groomer. A beautiful corgi. Yeah. Wait, what's your dog's name again? Amelia. Amelia, that's right. How could you forget? I knew it was. I, you. I knew it was Amelia before I started this podcast, and, uh, and then you forgot during the podcast. And then I had two uh, two beers. It's a hot day outside, Amelia. We've forgotten you so. Quickly. Mistakes were made, um, but you can check out your blog at acozykitchen.com. Yes. And you can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Cozy Kitchen. A Cozy Kitchen, not mm-hmm. just Cozy Kitchen. And the new cookbook, October of yes. this year. October. Does it have a title? Yes, The Year of Cozy. Ah, nice. Ooh. I'm going to snuggle up to that one. Yeah. Wow, it's a title and a great hashtag in the making, I see. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's a hashtag for it already. I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, well, amazing. And you should go check that out if you're listening to this. And if you like the show, go to thestewpodcast.com for all the other episodes that are on there. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all stuff at them jeans. Mm-hmm. Andre has no social media at all, and he oh, will continue wow. to live that way. Yep. Rogue nice. status. Gonna do it. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.